T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. The fact that he is from the outside definitely gives us the benefit of diversity of thought, and it's a new, fresh perspective. And uh, when we began the search, I uh, I've mentioned to George, let's get someone who can re-energize the staff. Not that, I mean, I feel great. I have great relationships with people here, but he will bring a new energy and a new perspective. And he will hold people accountable and challenge people in a way that uh, I think will be great for the organization. Outgoing Bears President Ted Phillips on incoming Bears President Kevin Warren. We are joined now by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Jason LaConfora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Brian joins us on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Baldy, what's up? Hey, well, I mean, it's a divisional round of the playoffs. I mean, everybody is uh, gearing up here for this weekend, so I'm doing the same thing right now. It's a good time of year to be. What did you figure out in your a final analysis of how Justin Fields played in his first year as a starter? Well, I thought there was improvement. Uh, you know, I mean, how, how many quarterbacks going to run for, you know, 1,150 yards and eight touchdowns like he did? I mean, that's just unheard of. Lamar Jackson, I don't know if Mike Vick ever did it. I mean, I don't know. Who, like, it's, it's pretty ridiculous, the numbers that he put up running. And I thought he improved at times, you know, as a thrower. I don't think – I think losing Darnell Mooney really hurt him. I think losing Khalil Herbert really hurt him. I think, you know, the idea that Chase Claypool is going to help this team, um, maybe he will next year, but he didn't help him at all this year. You know, I mean, you've got to have somebody to throw it to. But I thought, I thought they did a good job of bringing him along. I mean, I know the stats don't really say all that, but I, th- I saw improvement, period. I, I thought going through progressions, making some throws, um, uh, I, I thought they, you know, they put up points until the very end of the year, pretty, at a pretty decent rate at one point, and so um, I thought there was real noticeable improvement in his overall game. So, Baldy, that said, on field, the Bears with the first overall pick, what do you think the biggest need is for them if you had to improve with one single player? Well, I mean, you know, look, I, you get the number one overall pick. I mean, Trayvon Walker was the number one pick last year in Jacksonville. Has he like turned the team around? No. He's a good player, though. He's a good player. Aiden Hutchinson is a really good player. Helps that team. You see a guy that can come in and be a difference maker. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau was the fifth pick in the draft. He's a difference maker for the Giants. He doesn't have the greatest numbers in his rookie year, and most guys don't. But I just think, like, 
Like, if you just, you know, said Will Anderson, I'm just throwing a name out there. Like, I think that guy could play at a high level at the NFL. Uh, he's got a lot to learn. got to stay healthy. You know, you got to have a good scheme. All those things can help a player. But, you know, if you go defense, which they obviously need a lot of defensive help, um, you know, that's what you're looking at. If you go uh, an offensive lineman, I mean, I don't know who's at the top of the draft. You want a guy that can – become Trent Williams, you know? Like you just want a guy that's just a solid building block with a chance to really flourish and become a, a perennial Pro Bowl player. That's that's what you want with the number one pick. We've asked this question before of others, and I find it fascinating, Brian, about the way great NFL centers are found and or developed. Because we know that most of the guys on these lines in the, in the NFL were college left tackles, and then you figure out where you play them elsewhere. Or a, a, occasionally, you get a Quentin Nelson, you get a great, great guard where they learn that they can also ha- have center capabilities. But usually it's lower in the draft, or it's somebody who finds his way to that position. I, I want the next Jason Kelsey for this. Yeah. I just and 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 I know that that's a unicorn. But how do you how do you identify it? Do you take a tight end with that kind of athleticism and beef him up? Like how do you create the next great center who may not be a great college center? Well, you got to go into a lab. I mean, you know, you could get Jason Kelsey's mind out of MIT. You know, that's where you got to go to get a guy that understands, you know, blitzes, uh protections like that guy does. I mean, he's just a difference maker, but you know, he's also 295 pounds, and he's got to see Dexter Lawrence this, this weekend, and that's probably his worst nightmare, a guy that outweighs him by 50 or 60 pounds. But you're right. I mean, you can find centers. I mean, Kansas City, uh, you know, found Creed Humphrey in the second round at Oklahoma. But Andy Reid had Mitch Morris, who's now the center for Buffalo. Andy Reid never drafted. I mean, he drafted Jason Kelsey in the fifth or sixth round in Philadelphia. Um, you know, he's had free agents in Philadelphia that played the position at a high level. Um, you, you, what you're looking for is a guy that's super smart, super athletic, um, and then just has this fiery, competitive nature about him that just won't back down to anybody. Now, that's that's I'm describing J.C. Kelsey, but that's what you're looking for. And they're not a, they're not hard, they're not easy to identify. But I feel like the Eagles found J.C. Kelsey's backup at Nebraska in the second round this year. I feel pretty good that. He's going to be the next Kelsey here in Philadelphia, but you can find him. But you got to you got to do your work because there's a lot of components to what you're describing right now. Baldy, when you have a quarterback like Fields that can move, can can be a destructive player with his legs, how do how would you prioritize building his offensive line? Does does a left tackle matter as much, or is the interior of the line? the more important thing? I don't want my quarterback running 160 times. I mean, they're just not going to survive. I don't care if it's Jalen or if it's Lamar or if it's Justin. They're not going to survive running 160 times. So to answer your question, I want to build the best wall I can in front of my quarterback. And if he decides to run because he sees a lane, take it. If he decides to run because it's a design uh, run-pass option, okay. But I, I want my wall, I want my quarterback to feel comfortable back there. The way Dak's, the way Dak looked on Monday night against the Bucks. Now, they don't have a good pass rush, but he was comfortable Monday night. Barely got touched, and he played one of the best games he's ever played. I want my quarterback 
who, even though he has the potential to average over seven yards a carry and be one of the best runners in the league, I want my wall to be solid and give him the option to run, not run because you have to because you got a leaky line. There's something that you posted a while back, Baldy, and it had me thinking of two things. It was the Eagles disguising personnel groups at the line to have totally different plays once uh, this ball was snapped and how, A, I thought, oh, that's what the Matt Nagy offense was supposed to look like. (laughs) And then B, it was the concept of with Jalen Hurts becoming more and more prevalent, the league trying to always get ahead of you, how the Eagles were adjusting their offense in ways that were pretty novel. What was your impression of that then? Can you describe it for everybody else? Because I've been trying to find that video forever that you posted. And then also Uh, how effective it's been. Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing is, is that, I mean, just in general, I can't describe the actual video that you described right now, Layla, but... I know you know what I'm talking about, though. No, no, but in general, though, like like I'm watching uh, Josh Allen the other day. They come out in these empty sets and he's throwing the ball. And whenever Buffalo starts turning the ball over, I don't care if it's fumbles like they did the other day or if it's interception by Javon Holland, they always reset by running the ball, always. And that's what a lot of teams do. You know, when New England would um, get kind of wonky about, you know, what type of offense they're running, they, they'd go back to I formation, knock you off the ball. Like, I just feel – In general, you have to be really diverse. You've got to be able to win in different ways. Sometimes it's wet, like week one, you play San Francisco, you beat the 49ers. Like it's a monsoon in Chicago. Like you have to be prepared for defenses, weather conditions, field conditions, injuries. Like you have to be able to build an offense that that can beat you any way that you need to win a game. And so I think, you know, what the Eagles have done is they have disguised a lot of things where it looks like it's going to be a quarterback sneak and then it's a pitch. Well, everybody started copying that play. It's a really good play. You know, like I line up and I'm, I'm, I'm in a rugby scrum formation on fourth and one, and here comes the defense adjusting to it, and then here comes this motion and this pitch to the outside. Cowboys run this play now. Like teams are copying the play. But you gear up for the quarterback sneak, all right, we'll pitch it outside to you and we'll get an explosive run. Jacksonville has done it. Dallas has done it. So, I mean, it's kind of a copycat league, and that's a play the teams are copying. But it's a good play because it's a chess match. How are you going to defend the play that I'm showing you? Now let's adjust it. And now now that you're loaded up and you're trying to defend this play, let's have the option to that play. And that's kind of what you have to do. You have to win the down, especially if it's fourth down or third down and one, and you got to extend the drive. We're going to wait all week for one of the most anticipated moments of the weekend, and that is Sunday evening when Cowboys kicker Brett Maher attempts Mm. his first extra point. And it was painful to watch, and nobody likes to see an elite professional athlete in the thing with with the yips, whether it's an infielder who can't throw to first or a golfer who loses his putting stroke. We, we, we know this happens. What are you seeing here, and, and how much can be done to get him out of it, and when is it sort of a less is more kind of thing? Well, it looks like they're going to stay with him. I mean, kickers are on a carousel, and you know they get dropped off at the, the bus stop a lot after games like that. It doesn't look like they're going to make a move. Um. You know, but everybody that has the yips also gets rid of the yips. Sometimes, you know, it 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 it, it becomes a curse. But uh, when I looked at the snaps and the holds, they were all fine. Laces were pointing right to the goalpost. He missed the kicks. 
and it got inside his head. But the game is played from the neck up uh, in 90% of all decisions and plays that are made from the neck up. And so uh, I'm sure that uh, you go out there and you just work on your on your follow-through and your stroke. And just like a golfer, as you described, or just as a third baseman, you know, makes the throw to first base, you go back and you work on the basic fundamentals of what got you where he's at, which is one of the best kickers in the league. And that's what I would do if I was Dallas right now. Baldy, there have been some disastrous head coaching hires over the last couple of years. Where do you think these front offices and owners go wrong? What would you like to see added to the mix when it comes to head coaching candidates and and what they have as a resume going into the job? Well, you have to, first of all, I mean, we always want to pluck the guy from the best offense or the Super Bowl winner or, or stuff like that. And, you know, if you're taking a coach from the Green Bay Packers, I'm not picking on anybody here, but if you take a coach from the Green Bay Packers and your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, well, you have to like factor in how much is the coach, how much is Aaron Rodgers? Um, because if that was Jordan Love quarterbacking, that coach would never get hired. So I'm just picking one guy. But so you have to look. <laughs> it's way the right beyond. guy that you're picking, though. Yeah. Okay. But but you have to look at. You can't look at just the resume where he's been and if the team had success. Yeah, you want a successful coach. But can the guy stand up in front of a room and not just energize 53 players, but an entire organization? with the way that he goes about his business and the vision that he has for the organization. Like, those guys are rare. There's, you know, when it was a 12-team league, there wasn't enough good head coaches. There's not enough good head coaches now. There's a search for at least five jobs right now. But if you, if you went into, you know, if you went into a production meeting right now with your radio station and Sean McVay walked in the room, you'd go, I w- I'd hire that guy. If I was selling vitamins, I'd hire that guy to sell vitamins. If I was running a football team, I would hire him. Like, he stands in front of a room, and he has com- complete command, and he knows football. So that's what's missing. These guys, they, they fall in love with these coordinators or guys that had success someplace, and they don't really understand just what it takes to really do what Brian Dable is doing right now, to do what Doug Peterson is doing, to really losing franchises and how they have completely turned them around. Baldy, I don't know if you saw it, but Trevor Lawrence and teammates celebrated their comeback at Waffle House, and they they reserved like twenty seats or whatever. And I don't, I don't know that I like Trevor Lawrence's Waffle House order. I've just, I kind of have an issue with. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I don't want. I'm not yucking anyone's yum, but I do think there's an art to to crafting, you know, a, a, your 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 Waffle House meal and like a cheese steak with bacon, and then doing the hash browns with the chili, but not with the the cheese and the onions, and then doing the pecan waffle on the side. You you went to Duke University. You and I probably also have, have have eaten many meals at the exact same Waffle Houses. What was your order? Well, I love the Waffle House, and I did. I went to school in the South. I mean, I you know, Waffle House is the most consistent food there is in America. And if you're not getting a waffle at the Waffle House, then thank you're, you. You're already, you're you know you're you're already detached from reality. I mean, it starts with the waffle. Loaded with butter and syrup. Now, if you want to add eggs to it, you want to add bacon to it, you want to add, you know, some grits to it, fine. But it's got to start with the waffle, for crying out loud. Like, you're not going to Pizza Hut and ordering, you know, flan. You know, you go to Pizza Hut to get a pizza. So, like, you just got to start with the basics. 
Wow, see, because I, I, I've been to Waffle House hundreds of times. I've, I've never gotten a Waffle Baldy, this has been the bane. It. This has been the I'm, bane of my existence as Dan's partner. Sitting here with him, talking about Waffle House, and him never having had a waffle at Waffle House. I was it there, is completely I, look, ridiculous. I, I, I was there in, in the Hillsborough Street in Durham, and then later on Hillsborough Road yeah. in Raleigh, wherever we, we'd come back from Chapel Hill. It was right yeah. by the exit off of 15501, and, yeah, and, they, well. and they knew us there. I know Three days a week we would be in there, and it was always steak and eggs, scattered, smothered, covered, double plate. The, the, the only thing I can think of is you just had bad parenting. You know, and, and, and you just always could just blame your mom and dad. <laughs> My mom's probably listening right now, and, 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 and we'll have a response uh, shortly, I'm sure. Oh, Baldy, you're the best, man. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Yep. Thanks. You bet. Enjoy it. That's it. Bad parenting. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. Finally. Yeah. Dan thought that he had a fellow Duke person on the line, uh-uh. and they were going to uh-uh. buy into your nonsense Called about Waffle House. Out. That was Odyssey NFL insider Good. Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And correct Waffle House orderer, by the way. Yeah, but that Trevor Lawrence thing, uh, Texas cheesesteak? I was going to ask him about the games this weekend. Dude. That was so much better. Yeah, that was better. Dan you know what else I, is better? Dan and I were talking mm. about that during the break, and I was like, you're on your own here, Dan. Yeah, you're the only person who feels this way. Because, like, you could get your order. I think your order's great. And then also have a waffle. Thank you. Uh, he just likes like house. Waffles. He doesn't like waffle. He likes house. I don't like waffles. Jeez. Shane is, well, Shane was in the producer capsule. I'm sure he'd look at you disapprovingly right now. Shane is in love with the fact that Justin Fields is out here giving out uh, grills to his offensive linemen. Those Weber grills look amazing. Oh, I thought you meant like the ones on your teeth. No, no, oh. like $1,800 Weber's. There, Tevin Jenkins posted a picture of it. It's nice. pretty, pretty sexy. Imagine what he'd give if they protected him, <laughs> right? <laughs> Rolex. What would you give if they're good? <laughs> You're that. That's a pretty high floor, there, Justin. Hey, you want to be the man? You gotta, you gotta do stuff. And he's out here being the man. He dapped up Kevin Warren yesterday. The Bears put that video out there. Like it's, 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 it's. it's these are good times. Uh, when we come back, Layla, I'm glad that, like, obviously we love when Layla's here, but we're really glad that she's, she's here because she got some stuff from Cubs ownership that isn't really out there. So we're going to explore that and hear what our, what our intrepid reporter has to say about her conversation with Tom Ricketts. That's next. Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela 
is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. to sit down and talk to Tom Ricketts at Cubs convention before the Ricketts family panel. And I know he made the rounds here on the score and elsewhere, but there was something that I was curious about that I hadn't heard discussed yet. And that's the timing of when the sports book is set to open at Wrigley. So I asked him part of the interview is available on NBC five. It's also available on the NBC sports Chicago YouTube channel. Check it out. The sports book is going to be super cool. I think it's going to have the largest television you know, to, uh, to watch games on between the coasts or something crazy like that. It's going to be big. Anyway, um, uh, hopefully it'll be done uh, you know, pretty soon here. I mean, we're looking at maybe May or June, and, and um, it'll just be a great place to go and, and watch sports and place a bet if you feel like it. After everything that you've built surrounding Wrigley and Wrigleyville, once that sports book is done, do you feel like it's going to be a finished project, or is there something else in the future? Um, well, unfortunately, Wrigley's never truly a finished project. If you walked through the concourse right now, you'd see a lot of construction. You know, it's it's you know, fifteen or twenty million dollars a year of maintenance to keep keep it in good shape. But um, but we don't have any major projects right now beyond that. Once the sports book is done, we, we're not working on anything that's um, that's large in the neighborhood at the moment. That's exciting. So that might be something that fans can look forward to, just seeing it all, taking it in as, as a futuristic vision of what the, the place could be moving forward. Yeah, it's, it's kind of settling in. I mean, obviously the, the hotel's been a big success, and that's worked pretty well with, uh, with both the hotel part and the restaurants. The, um, the, we've cleaned up a lot of um, you know, the, the, the streets a bit. It looks nice. The Gallagher Way has is, is, is been a great success. I think it's all in pretty good shape, and we're just looking forward to getting a lot of use out of it this summer. And then we know that that's something that teams are looking to reinvest, the, the revenues from being able to have that sports book and things like that. How, how do you see that coming back into the team? Well, it, it's, it's really important. You know, like the, the largest component of the sports book is just the, the corporate partnership with DraftKings. You know, obviously, they, they pay us to be the official you know, gambling partner of the Cubs. And that money comes into the organization and ultimately just goes right back out to the, to the field, more or less. Yeah, that's great. And I think it's important that people, that we know that, that that's something that you say. Because when we hear about things like BAMTech, for example, the, the way that Forbes is evaluating teams, fans want to hear how that's going to go back. So that's encouraging when you consider it from that viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, I think if from a fan perspective, the way you look at it is, you know, we, we go out and raise as much revenue as we can, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's tickets or parking or, or whatever. And then we cover all the expenses we have to cover, and then everything else just kind of gets pushed over to the baseball guys. So, um, so the, the more revenue we generate with concerts or sponsorships or anything else, that ultimately helps us put a better team on the field. And, so, um, and, and we're, like I said, pretty healthy right now. 
Layla, before we go into breaking down what Tom said, I'm I'm curious, like just as an interviewer, what made you go down that line of questioning? Because I, I thought his answers were fascinating. And, and honestly, he went into more detail about that than almost anything else I heard him talking about the past week. Because it's there. Because I've been walking by it when I walk by Wrigley and I'm like, hey, when is that going to open? And it looks like it's closer to being open than it is to the beginning of the construction. So I wanted to hear about it. And I had read prior to the uh, the now, I guess, half-famous rant that I went on about five war infielders that Forbes had said that they were valuating teams at a 30% higher rate across the board because of gambling revenue. This adds to what we've heard Mike Florio talk about with the price that they now think NFL teams are worth. And, and that's only going to continue to get larger and larger. So we've talked about it a million times. Might as well ask the owner how this is all going to get invested. But also, I'm just curious what it's going to be like to watch a game at the sports book there. Is he right about the size of the TV? That might be the one thing where Circa, our guys in Las Vegas, might have a uh, <laughs> might have a complaint. But okay, if you're putting your TV up against Circa, and we know how fabulous it is to watch stuff there, how does that sound bad exactly? It's just so different. Dan and I were were discussing it on Friday. How it wasn't that long ago that there were people like raging against the machine and 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 being like no like you can't put a a, a screen inside of Wrigley and you can't tear down McDonald's they didn't <laughs> want lights first of all McDonald's <laughs> is back there were I people, know. I, I'm old enough to remember that people didn't want lights but what's going to happen to yum yum donuts <laughs> it'll be raised <laughs> The Taco Bell and the McDonald's are still there. And there's all sorts of other stuff that's there. And and it's but I love what he said about when when you pressed him on, hey, you've got all this extra revenue coming in. Is that going back into the tea? Where's it gonna go? And and good for him to actually offer up the interview and tell us. Once again, executive humility or executive answers are good. I think it's really important to remember, too, that not all of the Wrigleyville revenue streams are baseball revenue streams. Like, Correct. So, Hickory what, Street. And, and when you start talking about rooftops and some aspects of Gallagher Way and there are some other areas there where that's not Cubs revenue. That's Hickory Street Partners real estate revenue and their entertainment company revenue. So it's not subject to revenue sharing. They get to keep absolutely all of it. And it's a different question if you were to ask, will any Hickory Street Partners money? If you Because you can. It's your money. And if you wanted to put that into the Cubs and spend that on players, you're allowed to. Well, remember, it's your money and I want it now. This right. is the second time that... that- entity has been brought up today i talked to dan about it during a break but the other thing too is is that if if steve cohen is telling you what he can spend and you compete against that guy then some of the stuff has to come out you're gonna have to say a little bit where is this money going 
And yes, Hickory Street is a separate thing. And it's just like when Dan and I interviewed Crane Kenny here on the score on opening day, we asked him at the time they were in, they were still trying to bid for Chelsea, if you'll recall. And he said, there's not going to be any money coming out. And I said, it's not just about that. It's about how much is going to go in. So I got a chance to ask him about all of it, and he addressed it, I think, in a constructive way. And if nothing else, we now have some answers on the record that we can all abide by. And those and are straight from him. There's seven more minutes of that interview, right? Yeah, it's it's on uh, it's on our YouTube channel. It's on uh, NBC5. We are part of it on Sports Sunday. I think we're going to do another part of it uh, that gets into a little more personal stuff with him, too. I want to air part of that on the upcoming episode of Sports Sunday. I know we have a lot to get to, but I just think it's valid. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk to us, then then let's figure out how some of this works for for people here. The, we're your clients, right? Like we're the ones who are paying to watch games. We're paying with our cable bills. We're paying with our streaming bills. So let's let's see how this all comes together. Lawrence, this next piece of sound that is uh, coming your way, you found this, so I'll, I'll I'll let you describe it. Yeah, I I just thought that we should have a little bit of fun, and we are going to have a little bit of fun with with everything that that has to do with travel and Paris and the Bulls and and our guy Stacy, um. Really living in his hawkisms. Stacy becomes Hawk Harrelson next on the score. Bergstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. For the first eight years, Frank was the greatest right handed hitter I've ever seen, and I think the numbers bear it out. Well, that's. Like, statistically, that is an argument that can be made. Right. That's not like saying Diane Vicieto has the liveliest bat I've ever seen. Well, since Carlos Delgado. Because Carlos Delgado had the liveliest bat ever. Right. Or saying that uh, Todd Frazier was better than Chris Bryant. Yeah. Like, like, (laughs) you can look at the numbers of Frank Thomas's first seven seasons and be like, oh, my God, walking with the Immortals. So, when, uh, when the Bulls were playing Golden State, my guy Stacy King drifted a little bit when when bringing up Bulls history into Hawkism land. That's how we took care of things sure. back in the day. You do something to one of ours, we come to the Sean Connery. You, you do something to ours, we're coming back. Oh, yeah, you know no, what that's, I'm the, that's the Chicago that's way. That's the Chicago way. Well, untouchables actually. You saw Steve Kerr just got his 450th coaching victory the other night in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. So congrats to Steve on another milestone. He's been one of the top. Head coaches since taking over. It's going to be a defensive three seconds. I will say this. I was say, Steve, Steve Kerr. I would go. I would go down the dark alley with Steve Kerr because he was the only really one that stood up in that situation. When that, you know, I was walking out. He said some choice words to me, and then that's how it got out. But I, I really respect Steve. And when he came on our team, you know, as you know, he got the the room hall with MJ. And that's how he got MJ's respect. Absolutely. Steve Kerr didn't back down. Steve Kerr, people think he just took a punch and that was it. Steve Kerr was throwing hands. Don't sleep. Steve Kerr is a feisty, feisty guy. Both him and John Paxson are two of the most you know, underrated, feisty people I've ever played with. Oh, what? <laughs> Let me tell you something, feisty. You're, you're talking about all underrated feisty. He went full hawk by invoking the name feisty. Yeah, right. But also, who's 
underrating the teammates that you played with spiciness. I don't know. I know where where are those ratings? <laughs> those scores from the East German judges are much too low about random Bulls bench player feistiness. He's good third baseman. I'm pretty you know, sure it was a Twitter poll not, on know, that he's team. Todd Frazier defensive. Wait a second. Yeah. There not- was no Twitter back then. <laughs> yeah, Chris Bryant, nowhere near what Todd Frazier is defensively. He's good third baseman. You know. He's not, you know, he's not Todd Frazier defensive. No, he's no, 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 Todd, no Todd Frazier. Frazier and Tyler Saladino. That's Brooks Robinson ish. Ish. <laughs> that's the Chicago that's way. That's the Chicago way. He sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. So when I hear hawkisms in broadcasts, I bring them to this show. If it's- only Stacy could go check on someone. I'm gonna go check on. Him. I'm gonna go check on him. You take over. <laughs> when we come back, we will have transition for you. Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel are waiting in the wings. That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.